Welcome to the Nourishing Amy podcast. I'm Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and life coach, a speaker, a creator, and a wellness chaser. I have created this podcast for you to learn habits, mindset changes, and get really actionable takeaways to find out who you are, what lights you up, how you can love yourself again, and how to live your best life. Give yourself the space to welcome in more self-care and confidence, reduce feelings like overwhelm and stress, and let's find your sparkle again. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Nourishing Amy podcast. Today is a Therapy Thursday episode, which I'm excited about because it's been a little while in between Therapy Thursday episodes and I'm also excited because I'm actually giving you guys an exclusive sneak peek into one of my workshops that I am running with our one-on-one clients at BU Coaching and It's not often that I do this and normally the only people that get to attend these workshops and um, whether that's live or whether they're re-watching in their members hub that they have, um, yeah, it's only our clients that normally have access to this. But when I was researching this topic, when I was creating this workbook and getting ready for this workshop that I'm running with everybody in two Thursdays time, I had so many personal takeaways myself and I was like, wow, I actually really need to hear some of this as well, which is why I've decided to make it a Therapy Thursday episode because as you know, my Therapy Thursdays are a newer topic that I've brought in and I really just wanted to make it interesting takeaways that I have found personally for me that have made a difference, whether that is in my own one-on-one coaching sessions that I have with my coach or whether it's through, there's a few different apps that I have um, that have different like mindset prompts and journaling prompts and things like that. So my personal takeaways from my own self-development journey and the topic that I'm going to be talking about today, I think will resonate with so many of you. I'm going to be talking about resentment. And it's funny because I noticed it coming up for me probably like maybe I would say a few months ago at least now. But for me, resentment is funny that um, like I'll notice it, but because it's not a really super strong emotion for me, it will kind of maybe hang around for a little bit first before I really notice that it's there. And then by the time I actually notice that it's there and what's happening, I'm already at the point that I'm like, snappy or cranky and irritable um, or really feeling resentful towards that particular maybe person or scenario or situation. Um, Now, I've got to be honest, I actually don't have a recommendation for you guys this week. Actually, yes, I do. Let me go back into my podcast app very quickly while I've got you guys here. I've been listening to some really, really good podcast episodes lately. Um, let me go into library and saved. I've been saving quite a few because yeah, I'm just like, oh, I need to come back to this and re-listen to this. I've had so many really interesting episodes lately. I would say, oh my goodness. Yes, of course. All right. So it is the Frey podcast, F-R-A-E. 
And the there's actually two podcast episodes that I found so, so interesting. And in particular, this first one, absolutely mindset changing for me and really calling myself out and creating awareness on some of these things. So the first one is, it was released on the 21st of October. So it's pretty recent and it is called Diet Myths, Under Eating, Overeating and Breaking Unhelpful Cycles with Josh Wiggins. Now, interestingly, Josh is a nutritionist and a conditioning coach, and he actually lives on the Central Coast. And I've met him before. He is honestly the nicest person ever. So it kind of piqued my interest. Look, I love Kylie Camps and I love her podcast. And so it kind of piqued my interest. And I was like, surely that's not the Josh Wiggins that I know. And then I clicked through and I was like, oh my gosh, it is. And uh, like, I just, I love everything that Josh is about. And, you know, on a personal level that it's just exactly what he's like in real life too. Just kind of tells you how it is, has real like nuggets of information. He's extremely smart. Um, but yeah, look, like it was just such an eye-opening episode for me, like obviously talking about different diet myths and like different types of diets and things like that, but also the impacts that under eating can have on us and also overeating and really talking about how we can start to break some of those unhelpful cycles that we might get stuck in. And for me, it was really interesting because uh, I would definitely say that I've led more towards the under eating habits in the last few months, purely because I know a lot of other mums will resonate with this as well. I am so busy running around after Ollie now that he's crawling and a lot of you would have seen he's also trying to walk. So he is just into everything. He's climbing up on the lounge. He doesn't understand yet how to get off the lounge safely. So he just will, if I let him, he would just crawl headfirst off the lounge and fall onto the floor. Um, and he is just an absolute speed demon at the moment. So I feel like unless I'm really organized with my days, and that means like getting up at 6am before Ollie is up and preparing my own breakfast and like getting myself sorted, getting Ollie's meal sorted as well before he gets up because he knows as soon as I'm at that kitchen bench, he's like food. <laughs> so he just knows. And um, yeah, he's a little food monster. So it's just, yeah, it really helped me to call out some of the habits that I had kind of subconsciously without even really noticing let slip in and really noticing things like disturbed sleep, irritability in the afternoons, all of those types of things that I was like, oh my gosh, I never even thought of this. So a focus of mine over the last three weeks has really been focusing on um, consistently eating three meals a day, not just snacking on all his food that he's ended up throwing on the floor, which I mean, obviously I've made it, so it's delicious, but it's not enough for a main meal, right? So very, very interesting podcast episode there. Also, another one of Kylie's that I really loved is also again on the Frey podcast, and it was from that same week. It's called Motherhood, Identity, Pressure, and Purpose. And it was an interview with Dr. Sophie Brock, and she's a motherhood studies sociologist, and she's also a mum, and she's from Sydney. So that episode in itself, I found really, really interesting. Um, and yeah, really 
I mean, it's something that I'm actually going to be studying next year, which I'm really, really excited about uh, and diving into the identity shift that comes with motherhood and identity changes and kind of, I guess, you know, the juggle of everything and trying to be a mum, but also trying to be you as well and getting clear on like, who am I and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I actually haven't told anybody that I'm going to be studying that next year. So there we go. It's out in the universe. Now it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm really, really excited about it. I've been um, inquiring about it, looking into it, and I just actually can't wait. I was reading all about it again yesterday and filling in some forms, and I'm just so excited to get started on that. So there you go. I've gone from no recommendations to two, but I really love the Frey podcast. Um, it's kind of, I would say, actually similar-ish to my podcast in a way because Kylie really focuses on a lot of mindset. She's also uh, certified in cognitive behavioral therapy. A lot of you might know her from Instagram and um, the kind parenting company as well. So she's a sleep consultant, but she's just an all round really nice person as well. I think anyway, from what I can tell from social media, I suppose. Um, but yeah, they're two podcast episodes that I've absolutely loved. If you do follow me along over on Instagram, it's just Amy underscore Rankin. I've actually been making more of an effort to save podcast episodes that I've really got a lot out of or some takeaways or even just like funny, silly podcast episodes sometimes too, because we all need a bit of a laugh or just to switch our brain off. And I've been sharing them over on my stories. And I actually had quite a few people write back and let me know that they listened to that one with Josh Wiggins, that diet myths and under eating uh, episode and that they got a lot out of it as well. So I mean, I love that. I love getting your guys feedback and your takeaways and your messages and stuff like that over on Instagram. So if you don't follow me already, come and give me a follow. Um, but Let's actually talk about resentment. Now, I was actually originally a little bit lost with how to start this workbook and how to dive into this workshop itself. So for those of you that don't know, I am a an emotional intelligence and well-being coach and I work with BU Coaching. So I have one-on-one -on -one clients through there. I actually have, oh, I don't know how many spaces. It might only be down to four now. I think it was five over the weekend, but I've just had a new client sign up. So I've recently just done another call out last week on Instagram and let you guys know now that Ollie's in a little bit more of a routine and it's actually looking like he might be in daycare for one day a week, which I'm so excited for him for just to get that interaction and just like making new friends and playing with new toys and learning new things. He's just, he's won this week and I honestly can't believe it. Actually, on the day that this episode goes to air on Thursday, it's going to be his first birthday and you guys, I am going to be beside myself. <laughs> um, but I'm so looking forward to him just learning more. Like he's just a little sponge at the moment. So of course that will be great for me work-wise, but it will also be fantastic for him development wise and socially and all of the good stuff that comes from being in daycare. But I digress. Um, so I have my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients and we also do weekly workshops with different topics. So between um, us three as coaches, so there's myself, there's Jess and there's Declan and we are the coaches at BU Coaching. And between all three of us, we each do one topic a month. 
And then we also have a masterclass session, which is a deep dive into something. So my topic for this month has been overcoming resentment. And so when I picked that topic, I was like, yeah, this is going to be cool. I'm really excited to learn more about this, to study more about this feeling and to actually dive into what we can do about it, how we can move through it. Once I started and actually sat down, I was like, whoa, this is huge. And so it's been really interesting the last few weeks learning more about resentment, the different um, aspects and facets and uh, different topics that can come into resentment and the different ways that we can look at it. So I'm not going to obviously be able to run you guys through the whole session because I mean the workshops go for an hour themselves. So I'm going to be, like I said, giving you a bit of a sneak peek and just running you through some things like some kind of key takeaways, I guess, for me when I was doing this research and yeah, hopefully some of these things might sit with you as well. I think the biggest thing, like the number one, which was like my biggest aha moment is a quote that I had found when I was researching and it is resentment is the cue that I am saying yes when I really mean no. And as soon as I read that, like there's so many like airy fairy or fluffy or like those like really like macho motivational quotes and things like that on Pinterest about resentment and, you know, motivation and things like that. And they just didn't sit with me. And when I scrolled past this one, I was like, whoa, that really, really hits home. So this is actually the first quote that I have started the whole workshop off with, because I think that it's going to be something that sits with quite a lot of people and really just kind of calls it out for what it is. Have you been saying yes when you actually really mean no to things or to people? So I guess another one of the things that was a big takeaway for me was that resentment can look different for everybody, of course, but the most common uh, areas or ways that we see and feel resentment coming up for us will be in either a certain situation. So we might be looking at like, say work, you might feel resentful towards your work or your career, but we can also look at resentment towards specific people in your life. So maybe that might be, I mean, if we're using work and career, maybe it's your boss, maybe it's a team member at work, but we can also look at maybe it's somebody that you're close with, a friend, a family member, somebody you're in a relationship with. Um, so yeah, very interesting to look at in these different like scenarios or situations, or maybe potentially different relationships that I have in my life. Where is this cue coming up for me that I am saying yes when I actually really need to say no? Because by the time I said, like I said, that we get to recognizing resentment coming up, it's actually probably a bit too late. So we want to be able to start to create this awareness so that we can move through it a lot quicker and so that resentment doesn't come up as often. Because when you can start saying yes to yourself, and yes to the things that you actually need instead of these like automatic yeses to everyone and everything else around you, it means that there is going to be some no's that come up. And I know that that can feel really daunting and I know that that can feel a little bit scary. So I am going to talk to you about some ways that you can start to say no, start to set some boundaries and start to actually say yes to yourself. One of the other really interesting things that I found is that Resentment is kind of an overarching feeling and it's really, after a lot of research has been done on it, found that 
it's made up of three different feelings coming in together. So, well, I mean, sorry, more two different feelings. So obviously the first feeling is resentment. So I'll give you the definitions for each of these three. So we've got resentment is the first feeling. And the definition we have for that is a feeling of anger because you have been forced to accept something that you do not like. So a feeling of anger because you have been forced to accept something that you do not like. That's a resentment. Now, anger, we look at as a different feeling, which comes under this kind of umbrella or banner, is a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure or hostility because of something unfair or unkind that has happened. So it's interesting when we look at those two definitions, they're similar, but also subtly different as well. And then the really interesting one that I had never really even considered before we have is indignation. (laughs) I think I said that right. So the definition for indignation is anger or annoyance provoked by what is perceived as unfair treatment. So let's have a quick read through all three of them together. So a feeling of anger because you have been forced to accept something you do not like. A strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure or hostility because of something unfair or unkind that has happened. Anger or annoyance provoked by what is perceived as unfair treatment. So it's really interesting when we look at all three of them. So really resentment is often defined as a mixture of feelings, commonly anger and indignation. You can feel resentment towards situations or more specifically people. In relationships, this could look like one person feeling more in tune with that relationship and putting in more effort. So you might feel like you're putting in more effort with somebody else, whether that is a friend or a family member, or maybe it's with your partner. And it can also look like overcommitting and saying yes when you really mean no. So that's within our relationships. Now, in situations, it can look again like overcommitting and overprioritizing outside of yourself. So, for example, saying yes to overtime at work when you don't feel like you actually have that capacity. So you've said yes to something when you're actually in the back of your mind like, oh, shit, like, I actually don't know if I've got the capacity for this. Like I'm already feeling overwhelmed as it is. I feel like I've got to say yes because I know this work needs to get done, but I'm also feeling really overwhelmed by that. Then we can really get those feelings of resentment. Now, of course, there's so many different scenarios that resentment can come up in, but I do find that in the workplace and career-wise is probably one of the more common ones. So really the first thing, as always, you guys will know that I say that we need to do is create the awareness. So as I've been talking over the last five minutes or so, what has been coming up for you when I'm talking about the different feelings that come in to create resentment or maybe some specific situations, scenarios or people that are coming to mind that you might be able to start to create some awareness around so that we can move towards creating that change. Because remember, you cannot change something unless you're aware of it. So now that we've created some of this awareness, we want to start to look at how you can move through resentment. Now, there is obviously parts of this workbook that I'm going to be leaving out because like I said, it's a lot of information, but it's also a lot of deep dive and 
it's exclusive to our BU members. So I can't give you everything, but there's some common resentment thinking patterns that come up, which um, I'm going to be going through with my clients and talking to them about that. But let's look at how you can actually start to move through resentment. So first of all, I want you to think about what boundaries you are allowing to be pushed. So to recognize different boundaries for yourself, maybe that looks like thinking about, okay, where are some moments that I do notice I feel overwhelmed at the moment? Maybe there is some times where you can pinpoint that there's been some stress Maybe you can notice some specific thoughts like, oh, I don't have time. I'm really busy. I feel so rushed. I haven't got everything done that I wanted to get done today. Maybe it could be when you're sitting down and writing out your to-do list for the day or for the week that you look at it and you're like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff on there. So we want to look at out of all of these things that are coming to mind for you or that you might be noticing, Where are some boundaries that are being pushed there for you? And is there any automatic yeses coming up for you at the moment that you are maybe a bit of a people pleaser, maybe you're a little bit of a helper, whether that might be personally with friends and family members, whether it might be with your partner, whether it might be at work, in social situations, in social circles. Um, Yeah, lots of different things that can be coming up. And then really thinking about, well, hang on a second. What would it look like for me to take that responsibility back to me and actually start to take responsibility of my days and my life? Because with every automatic yes that you say, and every time you say yes to something that you don't really feel like saying yes to, what you're actually doing is subconsciously telling yourself that that person or that thing is more important than you. And I've done quite a few podcast episodes on prioritizing yourself and setting boundaries in the past, but I will say it again, it doesn't mean that everything turns into a no, because that's also unrealistic, right? It doesn't mean that every single thing that someone asks you to do or like every priority goes out the window and you're only focusing on yourself. But what we really want to start to do is look at what would balance actually look like for me. If I was to start to take responsibility of my own days, is there anything that I can call myself out on? And when we look at radical responsibility, what we're also looking at is calling ourselves out on some of our habits that we've noticed sneaking in as well. So for example, like I was saying earlier with me, not prioritizing adequate nutrition is something that I have really been focusing on taking responsibility for over the last few weeks, because I know that that helps me to be a better person. So it might be habits that you notice that have started to sneak in uh, different conversations you might be having with people. It might be the yeses that you've noticed that have been coming up. Maybe habits could even just look like not being responsible for yourself and taking that responsibility of like getting up out of bed when your alarm goes off and feeling like you have time to prioritize yourself before the busyness of the day. And maybe, you know, the habit that could be attached with that that has started creeping in is scrolling on your phone when your alarm goes off, pressing snooze three times before you get up, waking up and already feeling rushed because we don't want to feel rushed and overwhelmed. A lot of the time that is going to flow into some aspect of resentment coming up for you. So what I want you to think about now then is what could a healthy habit action plan be for you 
what does it actually look like for you to reset your boundaries? So one of the best questions that I like to ask myself for this, and it's something that I do like to look into, I would say probably every like six months or so, you could maybe even do this every three months. Such a good question, a really good active journaling question or brainstorming question. What does my ideal day look like? And when you can get clear on that, and for some people that might look like actually getting clear on your ideal day that is a work day and maybe your ideal day that is a non-work day. So maybe you don't work full-time, maybe you work part-time or casually, potentially you're studying, maybe you've got children, maybe your day that you're not working is the weekend. So there's a lot of different variables that we can look at, but of course our days are probably going to look and feel a bit different. The days that we're working might feel a little bit busier. I mean, maybe not. Maybe the weekends feel a bit busier for you and all of the running around that we can be doing now that, um, you know, we're out and about in the world again. But really getting clear on what does my ideal day look like? Because when you can bring that responsibility, again, this word responsibility is going to come up so often in this episode because this is what it comes down to, you guys, is you. You are the only one that can actually create this awareness around what my ideal day looks like, what I want to be doing with my time. And then what we can start to do is look at, okay, so I'm resetting some boundaries here. I'm actually clear now on what I want my days to look like. Now, where are the gaps that I can fit some extra stuff in? that I can say yes to other people and other things that maybe I can look at, you know, skipping a lunch break here or there to get some extra work done or staying back at work for a little bit, doing some overtime so that that gets done and having that as something that actually feels good for you because it's not an automatic yes every single day. Like if you're going to be saying yes to skipping your lunch every day and doing that extra work and overtime, there's a good chance you're going to be feeling really resentful towards work. Uh, pretty quickly. So really getting clear on that ideal day for you first helps you to identify where the gaps are that you do have some space available for other things that pop up because we also need to be realistic as well. When we're asking ourselves those types of questions like what does my ideal day look like? It's such a good tool to be able to use but we also want to be able to call out any black or white or all or nothing thinking that can come up then of like, okay, well, that's it. This is what my days have to look like. And anything around that or apart from that is essentially then viewed as like a failure or that you haven't succeeded for that day or gotten what you needed to get done, done. And when we get stuck in that black or white or all or nothing thinking pattern, that in itself can feel really overwhelming. And that also leads to another thinking pattern called discounting the positive. So by getting stuck in that black or white thinking you can really get stuck on, well, I know what my ideal day was going to look like, or I know what it was going to look like for me to be resetting my boundaries and saying no more often or saying yes to myself more often. But I noticed that I haven't done that a lot today. Then that means that you get stuck in that focus of what you haven't said yet or what you, sorry, have said yes to, um, or the ways that you have pushed your boundaries. But what that also does is it discounts the ways that you have set your boundaries, that you have stuck to your healthy habits and the things that you know are going to make you feel good as well. 
So you've got your healthy habit action plan that you can be making. And really, like I know so many people, we get nervous about saying no about something and we might start overthinking it. You might start to think of excuses or like things that you want to say to be able to make yourself feel better about you know, saying no. And I do that too. And I had this conversation with one of my beautiful clients the other day as well. And, you know, we can create these elaborate responses to people or excuses to people that at the end of the day, do you know what? Like if one of my friends came up to me, say for example, I've got Ollie's birthday coming up this weekend. And of course I would love friends and family to be there. I'm very excited for it. But if like, I don't expect any of my friends or family or anybody that I know to say yes to something that I've invited them to, if they know that that is going to be something that is pushing their boundaries, that's making them feel overwhelmed, that's making them feel like they're going to be rushing around, going from thing to thing, and that they just don't have the mental space and the physical space for that thing. If they then sent me a message or gave me a phone call and said, hey, I'm so sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it on Saturday to Ollie's birthday, I would be so fine with that. And even if they said something like, I'm just feeling so overwhelmed at the moment and I just really don't feel like I've got the time or the space or the energy. Oh my gosh, like that's so fine. I'm proud of you for sticking to your boundaries. And I think that when we can really start to embrace that mindset for the people around us that we love as well and being proud of them for setting their boundaries and noticing that, we can also then start to do the same. Like I said, it's not a no every single time, but it means that it gives you the space, number one, to really enjoy and embrace the times that you do say yes. So say, for example, I've said no to maybe catching up with a friend um, for a coffee or you know a meeting or something and catching up and because it's just been a week you know, it's just, there's too much going on and I've just gotten myself into a bit of a flutter and I'm feeling overwhelmed with it all. What that means is the next time that I do actually feel like I've got that space, it might be in a few days, it might be in a few weeks and that we do organize to catch up. I know that I'm going to feel so appreciative of their time because I kind of missed out on it, I suppose, previously, but also that it's like, I just, I really want to be fully present with the people that I really love in my life. I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be sitting there looking at my phone or getting notifications on my watch going off and thinking like, oh, I've got to rush to this meeting that I've got or got to go and see this other person or be here, there and everywhere today. I want to be present with the people that are most important in my life. So that's the first aspect I think that's such a huge bonus is that real presence and just being able to really enjoy the time with the people that you really love. But the second aspect of that that comes in is the moments that you do say no to things. So let's say again, someone has let me know that they are not going to be able to make uh, Ollie's birthday on Saturday, that hopefully that also means that by saying no to this one thing, they can really be present with whatever it is that else that they have going on. For some people, that might still be some running around that they've got to do. For other people, maybe that might be that like, hey, it's a Sunday and that's actually my day to get myself set up for the week to do my food prepping and meal planning and food shopping and writing out my to-do list and feeling really organized and I've just got such a busy week coming up I just know that it's going to throw me off 
that you can be really present with those things and really enjoy those other activities that you already have planned and organized, whether that is other running around or whether that is just having some downtime, if that's what you need, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot of different examples of like setting boundaries and healthy habits and what boundaries could look like and feel like for you. Um, over this episode. So hopefully there's a few things that have come to mind for you that you've started to notice. Like I said, I think for me, um, my biggest takeaways was really noticing that resentment does come as a bit of an umbrella feeling with, and is really closely related to other feelings like anger and indignation. And when I was uh, reading these different definitions, I was like, wow, that's so funny because they are really so closely related and linked, but also so different. And really, when you look at all three of them and how they come in together, we want to really look at what does it look like for me and what does it feel like for me to start to prioritize myself and say yes to myself. Now, I was also reading about uh, when we look at resentment with relationships like I said and touched on very quickly earlier, it can look like one person feeling more in tune with that relationship and putting in more effort. So really, I mean, what we want to think about there is number one, relationships aren't about keeping score. But number two, if you do feel like there's a relationship that you have in your life, whether it's a loved one, a friend, a family member, a partner, a colleague, whoever it is that you're feeling like, you know, I feel like I'm putting in more effort here. How can you actually have that conversation constructively and let them know how you're feeling? Let them know that you really enjoy spending time with them and that you're feeling like, you know, there hasn't been a lot of quality time with them recently. And that's something that you would really like to focus on. And maybe that does look like asking them and being open with them. How can I make it easier for you for us to spend time together? Like what's something that fits in with you that I can do so that we do have the opportunity to spend time together? Because you guys, like when we really take a step back and have a look at it, life is busy for all of us. And I touch on this all the time, especially over on Instagram. You know, society really, really overvalues that busyness and that hustle and having multiple things happening and multitasking and all of that stuff. And whilst, yes, that can help us sometimes to feel productive, it can help us to get a lot of things done all at once. It can also really lead to these feelings like overwhelm and like resentment, whether that's just resentment to like your days in general of just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. Or whether it's in regards to certain people, what we really want to take a step back at and bring some some feelings in like some compassion and like some empathy for these people that you have, there's a pretty good chance that the reason that this person has decided not to spend time with you recently or to be prioritizing other things in their life actually has nothing to do with you. And they might have a lot of other things going on for them. A podcast episode that would actually be really great to go back and listen to if you kind of struggle with that from time to time would be my mindset series episode on personalization. What I really dive into in that one is what the cognitive distortion or thinking pattern of um, personalization is, what that looks like and how you can also move through it. I'm just wondering um, if I can find it for you. I'm just having a little bit of a scroll back through. Here we go. It's episode 74. So personalization and the things that you can and can't control. Now I did also talk 
quite a lot at the start about taking responsibility and really what radical responsibility responsibility looks and feels like for you. So another episode that you could listen to if you haven't already as well is episode 75, which is blaming others and under responsibility. And that's really closely linked a lot of the time to resentment as well of blaming other people or other things for how we're feeling and really getting clear on, hang on a second, how can I take responsibility for my life and my feelings here? But more importantly, how can I actually start to be feeling the way that I want to feel? So that's episode 74, which is personalization and also episode 75, which is blaming others and under responsibility. So they would be some great ones as a bit of a flow on from these as well. Now, I hope that there's been a few different little takeaways for you, some little light bulbs that might have been going off, some things that you have learned about resentment and how you can move through resentment. And just a little sneak peek, like I said, into some of the workshops that I run now. Of course, these workshops are run over Zoom. So they're really beautiful ways to get that face-to-face connection and community. And you would have also heard me mention, I do actually have four spaces available left at the moment. If you're listening to this podcast episode at the time of recording, I do have four coaching spaces available at the moment. So if coaching is something that you are interested in, if you listen to my podcast episodes and you get takeaways or you are interested in just doing some self-development, learning more about yourself, learning how to get your sparkle back. That's exactly what I work with you on. It's the things that I keep you accountable with. There's so many different things that we can be talking about that I can be teaching you, that you can be learning, that we can be doing deep dives on and just all around in general, focusing on what is going to be helping you to feel like the best version of yourself, the best, most sparkly version of yourself, the happiest version of yourself. That is really what I'm aiming for with every single one of my clients. And if you feel the pull, If you are interested, please don't hesitate to get in contact with me. You can jump over onto my website. It's just amyrankin.com and you can shoot me through an email from there. You can actually just skip the whole shooting me through an email altogether and book in your free connection call. It's just a quick like, you know, 10 minute. Hey, how are you going? What's on your mind? What's going on? Is coaching potentially the right next step for you? Um, Then you can definitely do that over on my website. And you can come and send me a message over on Instagram if you are on Instagram and you follow me over there too. So any way that you like to get in contact, please don't hesitate. And if one of these spots is calling your name, let me know and I'll talk to you guys next episode. If you liked this episode, I would love for you to screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You guys have no idea how much that absolutely makes my day. I get such a big smile on my face. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I hope that you have gotten something from this episode. If you want to hang out more, you can search the Nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and come and join our group. We're talking all things life, love, overwhelm, and everything in between. You can share your funny memes, your stories, and all of the life stuff. If you would like to get in contact with me, please don't hesitate to reach out and shoot me a message on Instagram. You can find me at amy underscore Rankin. Last but not least, it really helps to support my podcast when you subscribe and leave a review on whatever app it is that you listen to this podcast on. I am just a little independent podcaster and every subscribe and review helps my podcast to be seen and heard by more people and to help more people get their sparkle back. Thank you again so much for being with me and have a fantastic day.